Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cave in the rocks. The old woman followed the goat into the cave. And then, what should she see? But the animal giving her milk to a little baby boy. Whilst on the ground nearby lay the sad remains of the baby's dead mother. Wondering and frightened, the old woman thought at last that this little baby might be a son to her in her old age, and that he would grow up and in time to come be her comfort and support. So she carried home the baby to her hut, and next day she took a spade to the cave and dug a grave where she buried the poor mother. Years passed by, and the baby grew into a fine, handsome lad, as daring as he was beautiful, and as industrious as he was brave. One day, when the boy whom the old woman had named Noor Mohammed was about seventeen years old, he was coming from his day's work in the fields, when he saw a strange donkey eating the cabbages in the garden which surrounds their little cottage. Seizing a big stick, he began to beat the intruder and to drive him out of his garden. A neighbor passing by called out to him, Hi, I say. Why are you beating the peddler's donkey like that? The peddler should keep him from eating my cabbages, said Nur Mohammed. If he comes this evening here again, I'll cut off his tail for him. Whereupon he went off indoors, whistling cheerfully. It happened that this neighbor was one of those people who make mischief by talking too much. So, meeting the peddler in the serai, or inn, that evening, he told him what had occurred, and added, Yes, and the young spitfire said that if beating the donkey would not do, he would beat you also and cut your nose off for a thief. A few days later, the peddler having moved on, Two men appeared in the village inquiring who it was who had threatened to ill-treat and to murder an innocent peddler. They declared that the peddler, in fear of his life, had complained to the king and that they had been sent to bring the lawless person who had said these things before the king himself. Of course they soon found out about the donkey eating Nur Mohammed's cabbages and about the young man's hot words, but although the lad assured them that he had never said anything about murdering anyone, they replied they were ordered to arrest him and bring him to take his trial before the king. So, in spite of his protests and the wails of his mother, he was carried off and in due time brought before the king. Of course, 
Nor Mohammed never guessed that the supposed peddler happened to have been the king himself, although nobody knew it. But as he was very angry at what he had been told, he declared that he was going to make an example of this young man, and intended to teach him that even poor traveling peddlers could get justice in his country, and be protected from such lawlessness. However, just as he was going to pronounce some very heavy sentence, there was a stir in the court, and up came Nur Muhammad's old mother, weeping and lamenting, and begging to be heard. The king ordered her to speak, and she began to plead for the boy, declaring how good he was, and how he was the support of her old age, and if he were put in prison she would die. The king asked her who she was. She replied that she was his mother. His mother? said the king. You are too old, surely, to have so young a son. Then the old woman, in her fright and distress, confessed the whole story of how she found the baby, and how she rescued and brought him up, and ended by beseeching the king for mercy. It is easy to guess how, as the story came out, the king looked blacker and blacker, and more and more grim, until at last he was half fainting with rage and astonishment. This, then, was the baby he had left to die, after cruelly murdering his mother. Surely fate might have spared him this. He wished he had sufficient excuse to put the boy to death for the old hermit's prophecy came back to him as strongly as ever, and yet the young man had done nothing bad enough to deserve such punishment. Everyone would call him a tyrant if he were to give such an order. In fact, he dared not try it. At length he collected himself enough to say, If this young man will enlist in my army, I will let him off. We have need of such as him and a little discipline will do him good. Still the old woman pleaded that she would not live without her son, and she was nearly as terrified at the idea of his becoming a soldier as she was at the thought of his being put in prison. But at length the king, determined to get the youth into his clutches, pacified her by promising her a pension large enough to keep her in comfort, and Nur Muhammad, to his own great delight, was duly enrolled in the king's army. As a soldier, Nur Muhammad seemed to be in luck. He was rather surprised, but much pleased, to find that he was always one of those chosen when any difficult or dangerous enterprise was afoot. And although he had the narrowest escapes on some occasions, still, the very desperateness of the situations in which he found himself gave him special chances of displaying his courage and as he was also modest and generous, he became a favorite with his officers and his comrades. Thus it was not very surprising that, before very long, he became enrolled amongst the picked men of the king's bodyguard. The fact is that the king had hoped to have got him killed in some fight or another, but seeing that, on the contrary, he throve on hard knocks he was now determined to try more direct and desperate methods. One day, soon after Nur Muhammad had entered the bodyguard, he was selected to be one of the soldiers 
told off to escort the king through the city. The procession was marching on quite smoothly, when a man, armed with a dagger, rushed out of an alley straight towards the king. Nur Muhammad, who was the nearest of the guards, threw himself in the way, and received a stab that had been apparently intended for the king. Luckily, the blow was a hurried one, and the dagger glanced on his breastbone, so that although he received a severe wound, his youth and strength quickly got the better of it. The king was, of course, obliged to take some notice of this brave deed, and as a reward made him one of his own attendants. After this, the strange adventures the young man passed through were endless. Officers for the bodyguard were often sent on all sorts of secret and difficult errands, and such errands had a curious way of becoming necessary when Nur Muhammad was on duty. Once, while he was taking a journey, a footbridge gave way under him. Once he was attacked by armed robbers. A rock rolled down upon him in a mountain pass. A heavy stone coping fell from a roof at his feet in a narrow city alley. Altogether, Nur Muhammad began to think that somewhere or other he had made an enemy, but he was light-hearted, and the thought did not much trouble him. He escaped somehow every time, and felt amused rather than anxious about the next adventure. It was the custom of that city that the officer for the day of the palace guards should receive all his food direct from the king's kitchen. One day, when Nur Muhammad's turn came to be on duty, he was just sitting down to a delicious stew that had been sent in from the palace, when one of those gaunt hungry dogs, which in eastern countries run about the streets, poked his nose in at the open guard-room door, and looked at Nur Muhammad, with mouth watering and nostrils working. The kind-hearted young man picked out a lump of meat, went to the door, and threw it outside to him. The dog pounced upon it, and gulped it down greedily, and was just turning to go, when it staggered, fell, rolled over, and died. Nur Muhammad, who had been lazily watching him, stood still for a moment. Then he came back whistling softly. He gathered up the rest of his dinner, and carefully wrapped it up to carry away and bury somewhere, and then he sent back the empty plates. How furious the king was, when at the next morning's durbar, Nur Muhammad appeared before him, fresh, alert, and smiling as usual. He was determined, however, to try once more, and bidding the young man come into his presence that evening, gave orders that he was to carry a secret dispatch to the governor of a distant province. Make your preparations at once, added he, and be ready to start in the morning. I myself will deliver you the papers at the last moment. Now this province was four or five days' journey from the palace, and the governor of it was the most faithful servant the king had. He could be silent as the grave, and prided himself on his obedience. Whilst he was an old and tired servant of the king's, his wife had been almost a mother to the young princess ever since the queen had died some years before. It happened that, 
a little before this time, the princess had been sent away for her health to another remote province, and whilst she was there, her old friend, the governor's wife, had begged her to come and stay with them as soon as she could. The princess accepted gladly, and was actually staying in the governor's house at the very time when the king made up his mind to send Nur Muhammad there with a mysterious dispatch.